Welcome to the C.S. Joseph podcast. I'm your host, C.S. Joseph, and this is a new episode of Confessions of an ENTP. It's been a very long time since I've done Confessions of an ENTP. I've mostly been just completely focused on dealing with all the drama relating to Season 31 playlist because it's the most controversial piece of content that I've ever produced in the history of the podcast and channel. Uh, So it's been taking up a lot of time. There is uh, one more super mega controversial episode left. And the final four episodes after that is kind of more practically applying in terms of uh, long-term relationships and commitment and love and those types of things, which I'll be discussing uh, more at uh, for people. Uh, but up until that uh, point, I think, uh, you know, this this particular episode is kind of like an offshoot of season 31 to a point, but kind of delves into some of the issues uh, in terms of rejection and how rejection actually works when it comes to, uh, you know, people or certain types, uh, you know, dating, etc. And I, I just finished the uh, Tyler Durden uh, stream uh, moments ago. Uh, I would have started the stream sooner, but... Uh, I had to uh, upload uh, that uh, stream just to make sure that it's put in our backup system where we have backups for our content. And uh, so, but yeah, I mean, uh, typically people see me ending streams or episodes with I'll see you guys tonight and uh, hello, I'm here, right? Like I actually do other things with the audience uh, between uh, lectures and that's especially going to be true as soon as I email everyone on our email list the link to our new uh, CSJ uh, dedicated Discord server, which I highly recommend everyone in the audience uh, get involved with when it's here. It is coming. Make sure you're on our email list. To get on our email list, you either need to go fetch yourself a copy of our new companion guide at csjoseph.life. Just scroll down, hit the uh, button, put in your email, and you'll be on the list to receive that Discord link when it comes. Uh, We may or may not post it here on YouTube or the podcast. I'm not really sure uh, how we're going to go about doing that. Uh, The other thing is uh, uh, we'll just send it out to our email list. And you can take the test also at csjoseph.life or on Ucha if you're a member to also make sure that your email is in the system so that you can uh, receive the uh, Discord link uh, for those of you who want to be on Discord, which... I, I recommend because uh, we're going to be doing some uh, Discord-related content, Discord-related action, like taking people on Discord and uh, bringing them uh, into uh, the live stream, actually, as guests. That's that's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, that's coming. Uh, then we also have another winner of uh, uh, the live typing that we're going to be doing really soon. Uh, I have to schedule that with him. I don't know if he uh, actually... Uh, emailed support at csjoseph.life and gotten his code to be able to schedule that. So we're still working on that. But uh, be that as it may, uh, on with the show. So this particular this particular episode is mostly it, it's mostly me reacting to somebody in our audience, and it's funny because this is actually going to be the second uh, video. 
that I have dedicated to this person, um, which it's not uncommon. I've dedicated many videos to specific people. Like I've done a bunch of videos for uh, Cynthia Payne and uh, for other people in the Facebook group. And, and, and again, this is definitely a video that is relating to the Facebook group. Uh, and a lot of people are not involved with Facebook group. And, and, and don't worry, like, I don't mind if Gen Zers or Alpha Generation aged people don't want to be in the Facebook because, you know, Facebook is for 50% of millennials, all of the Gen Xers and the boomers and all that thereof. That's, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that. I'm completely okay with that. I, I, have, I have no issue with that whatsoever. And I mean, if you don't want to be on the Facebook, don't be on the Facebook group. It's fine. That's why God invented Discord. You know what I'm saying? So we're going to be using Discord, uh, you know, for uh, the, our younger audience. Uh, for those of you that don't really want to have anything to do with Facebook. I mean, Meta. I mean, Facebook or Metaverse or, oh, my God, I have no idea what to call it now. But the point is, uh, you know, if you don't want to be on Facebook, that's fine. But be warned, if you are on Facebook, anything that you post in our Facebook group, it is fair game, and I don't care if it's a private group or not. It is a fair. It is fair game for me to make content out of your posts. You have no rights. Like, sorry. So, just understand that. Like, yeah, that's why it's titled the CS Joseph Public Facebook Group, even though it's technically private group in the eyes of Facebook, etc. But it doesn't matter. If you post in there, your your comments are fair game for me to do a show on or create content surrounding that to either prove a point, um, maybe expose uh, people, which I've done consistently, and also uh, to actually give you folks advice on how you can solve some of your life's problems, which ultimately that is what we're doing, right? So that, that, that's, that, I think, I think that generally gets it, you know, really well across what the Facebook uh, group is for. I mean, oftentimes, you know, we get a lot of entitled people in the Facebook group, a lot of entitled people in my DMs asking for advice or whatever, and trying to get free information out of me without paying for it or whatever. And I'm just like, leave me alone. And then other times we have people who are actually really open and honest about themselves and actually seeking help and I assist them with solving their problems to so other members within the community. And uh, as a result, we as a community grow together. That is the ultimate goal or point of the Facebook group. So it's, uh, it's important. It's definitely uh, necessary and definitely a thing. So, but anyway, um, Welcome to Confessions of an ENTP Halloween Edition. Um, so uh, the root of this episode comes from a post that was uh, posted by uh, a woman by the name of Felicia in the uh, Facebook group. And uh, I was really triggered by it uh, earlier today. Uh, so we're going to uh, share the screen here so you guys can take a look at it. And uh, we will uh, read along. Okay, so uh, here it is, quote, am I the only person that really struggles on getting emotionally vulnerable around people? Whenever I go on a date, I psychoanalyze them, pick up on some things they say indicating we aren't on the same page. <laughs> Look at that. We aren't on the same page. Said every NJ type ever 
for some reason, NJ women, when it comes to dating, all assume that, you know, they have to be, quote, on the same page as like the other person. So what does on the same page actually mean? Let's go to the colloquial dictionary, uh, urbandictionary.com, and see if we can type in the phrase on the same page. Maybe, oh, oh, there it is. Here we go. Uh, to be of the same school of thought as the other person thinking in the same area. Oh, I'm sorry. So what you're saying is, is that you NJs actually want to be in a relationship with someone who enables your ego investments and ultimately creates an echo chamber within your life. Is that what you want? Oh, I, 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 I didn't realize that that, that that was happening, you know. And then there are some of us who get into relationships because of the challenge it brings so that we can become sharper and stronger as individuals. I think that's very important. And I think a lot of people should actually consider what that means. I mean, if you're actually going to be talking about the challenge argument, you can almost uh, believe that socionics, when they're talking about duality, which would technically be some of the hardest relationships you possibly have, maybe socionics is actually on to something, right? Hmm. No, not necessarily. The reason why is, is because you have to really have this distinction between needs versus wants when it comes to dating and relationships and sexual relationships. It's really, really important that you understand the distinction. Because, for example, an SI user is all about needs and an NI user is all about wants. So an NI user is all about their wants and they end up ignoring their needs, while the SI user is all about their needs, but they end up ignoring their wants, okay? And this is typical of every human being. And almost always, in order to have a sexual relationship, you have to have some semblance of sexual compatibility, which means by default, one person in the relationship has to be an SI user and the other person within the relationship has to be an NI user. This is basic cognitive synchronicity. This is season five playlist here on this channel or podcast. Make sure you check that out, okay? So it's it's important for you to understand the distinction. Um, and then, and then uh, she says, a quote, and then I just don't even bother with that person. And this this is what I take huge umbrage with. Um, I, uh, and, and, and this particular woman, you know, I, just just doing like, you know, typing her Facebook profile on a previous episode and just somewhat interacting with her. She she comes off as an ESFP focused INTJ to me. Uh, this isn't verified. Uh, haven't done an actual coaching session with her. Don't really know her that well to be making that specific judgment. So for the sake of this particular Confessions of an ENTP episode, we're going to be assuming ESFP focused INTJ. Um and then she says, and then I just don't even bother with that person. And right there, I'm just, I'm instantly triggered. I'm instantly triggered because like, this is one of the reasons why me being an ENTP, but me being me as an ENTP, but not as an ENTP, like the colloquial, oh, as an ENTP, this, as if to say all the ENTPs behave this way. No, me, C.S. Joseph, being an ENTP, this is why I really struggle dating or having any sexual relationship with an INJ woman or NJs in general, but especially an INJ woman because they all have this point of view where it's like, hey, I need to have this little echo chamber in here. We gotta be quote on the same page or else I'm not even gonna bother. I'm not even gonna bother with such a person. And I'm like, where's the risk in that? Where's the fun in that? Are you just saying that you wanna be enabled your entire life? Is that what you're saying, INJs? That's probably not what uh, Felicia's intention is here, 
but I'm not talking about the intention of what she's posting. I'm actually looking at the outcome and the actual result of what's happening within the context of such a relationship, okay? And it, it could be really, really difficult to navigate, especially with me and ENTP when I'm navigating those kinds of sexual relationships and have within uh, my past, etc. Because I've had sexual relationships with plenty of INJs in my time. And in doing so, uh, they all kind of follow similar patterns. And <laughs> it would be nice if INJ women would break these patterns and actually realize what it is they're actually doing. And I don't think a lot of them actually know what they're doing, right? So uh, then she says, I've been told numerous times that I'm actually extremely hard to get to know. Okay, I wonder why. I wonder why you just said you don't even bother with that person because they're not, quote, on the same page. Okay, I, let's be honest. What percentage of the people that you meet are going to be on the same page with you? Right, how are you going to grow as a person because, you know, they're on the same page as you? Why, why do you have to have similar interests? Okay, like, for example, you know, uh, I, I, uh, I watched... Um, I watched James Bond, No Time to Die, in a movie theater, and I did it by myself because my wife, Rogan, is not into that, and that's okay. She didn't even, I, I went to the movie theater and watched Dune, and I, and I brought one of my INTJ friends to, to watch it with me, and again, Rogan was not there to watch it with me. It's not her thing. Well, I guess that means we're not on the same page. You see what I'm saying? Like, and so then Felicia says, quote, I've been told numerous times that I'm actually extremely hard to get to know. Yeah, go figure. Go figure. Because you're already having this, and, and NJs do this, you're already having this ridiculous expectation of already being on the same page. As if, as if uh, you know, there's already super established rapport or it's just going to be super easy within the relationship itself that you could be close by default. And think about this, like Esther Perel uh, in her book, Mating in Captivity, which I highly recommend everyone read, she talks about sexual tension. And when it comes to sexuality, if you're actually on the same page with somebody, if you're on the same page with a man, whatever on the same page actually means, you're not likely to be sexually attracted to him anyway. Because the closer you are to a person, the less sexual attraction you're going to have. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. You're going to have more sexual attraction towards a man and actually want to jump his bones and ride him, for example, or have, you know, uh, or have him do things to you, etc., because he's not around, because you're afraid, because there's anxiety, because there's pressure. That's where sexual desire actually comes from. Don't believe me? Read Esther Perel's work, Mating in Captivity. It's proven. She had check out her bibliography. So, like, seriously, girls, especially INJ women watching this, if you're trying to be on the same page with a man, you're not likely going to have a healthy sexual relationship with him. That's reality. Okay? I'm sorry to say that, but this is actually a point of ignorance that just drives me up the wall. What happened to being in a sexual relationship for the challenge it brings? What about getting into some serious mega fight that has the potential to cause a breakup, to be relationship ending, and then you have hot, amazing spider monkey sex 
after after the fast, as as my wife walks by right now within the studio, shaking her ass at me, go railgun. So the point is, it's like you know, it it it, it just boggles my mind. It boggles my mind. This, this this again is additional evidence that women don't actually know what they want. They don't actually know what they want. They don't even know what they're asking for. They lack the self-awareness, and it's mostly due because of their innate female solipsism. They are born with self above tribe. They are born with what is known as female entitlement. And because the self is all that they actually know, they don't always know how they come off to other people. And as a result, because they don't know how they come off to other people per se, it ends up creating this echo chamber internally within their own head to satisfy their own security side of their own hypergamous sexual strategy. And then as a result of that, they want the men in their life to also have that same echo chamber that will protect their ego investments. When the reality of the situation is, the more dangerous the relationship, the more, the more anxiety in the relationship, the more flavor it has, the better sex there's going to be, the healthier the relationship is going to be in the long run. And it will also satisfy the alpha seed side of their hypergamy. And that's ultimately due to that risk is what's going to earn them a higher value man. But no, INJ women got to play it safe. INJ women got to, you know, put on a show. We can't like allow myself to be exposed because that's my SI demon. That's just going to make me upset. Well, of course it is because the SI demon keeps complaining that you're not putting your effort in the right place. And this is a huge issue. So understand that. It's, it's literally just a cry for enabling. And INJ women do this consistently. And it's so frustrating. And I hate it. I hate that they do this. And they don't even realize that, that they're doing it. And they're really innocent about that. But again, it's just more evidence that you can't really take a woman at her word. You can only judge her by her actions. And as you can see, Felicia here is saying, I've been told numerous times that actually extremely hard to get to know. Obviously. She goes on. I was told by a recent date that he could tell I have an avoidant attachment style, which I highly agree with him. Well, okay, when it comes to attachment styles, like I, I actually have a problem with attachment styles, and it's always INJs. It's actually Wayfarer types that talk about attachment styles the most uh, with me, I've noticed. Um, and uh, my, my one date ex-girlfriend, Andy, actually introduced the concept to me and introduced the book to me uh, years ago. And uh, I, 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 I couldn't have it. I couldn't really get into it. The reason why is, and it's, it's an observation that uh, Rokan made recently when she started reading the book. Uh, she said that, well, your attachment style changes person by person. Like anytime a person comes into your life, you will have a different attachment style with that person. And I'm like, duh, obviously, because they're going to be one of the 16 personality types. You're going to be one of the 16 personality types. And who knows whose cognitive focus is whose, right? So obviously you're going to develop in a different attachment style for that person, obviously. Therefore, going out of your way to identify your own personal attachment style, I personally think is an absolute effing waste of time. So stop. I mean, you can learn about attachment styles and know about them, but what's really pertinent is identifying which attachment style you actually have with a particular person 
based on your type, their type, and your human nurture, and your shared nurture, and as well as your personal nurture, and not actually think that you have this one attachment style that fits all, one size fits all bullshit in your head. That's not actually how it, psych, it psychologically works. And of course, you know, the TE users that Wayfarers are would make the assumption that it is. So like, no, stop it. And then she says she agrees with them. I, I wish she didn't. I wish she didn't agree with them because it's not true. Then she says, I don't really grow feelings for people. And oftentimes after a breakup, I realize they didn't really hurt me. My ego is hurt, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's because of your FI child superiority complex. Just my pride. Well, at least she has the humility to admit it and admit it publicly. Thank God that she's willing to do that. It's not like my, my ex would have ever been able to do that or any of my INTJ exes. That's right. All of them would have not have been able to admit this publicly. Oh my God, I can't stand FI child superiority complex. It, it, it just it just bothers the, the shit out of me. It, it's so triggering. I can't handle it. Then she says, I take rejection so to heart, yet I reject everyone all the time. Classic INJ thing. Yeah, the classic INJ thing where I'm going to reject you before you have a chance to reject me. And what really ends up doing is that the INJ woman ends up becoming super mega toxic to the men in her life ahead of time because they assume they assume that the men will be toxic to her. It's like they all assume that the men in her life are going to be like uh, Peter Griffin or Homer Simpson. Wow. Because those are pretty toxic men. Or they think they're going to be physically abusive or God, or God forbid rape them or whatever. Wow. You know, especially, you know, considering when Royal Tomasi, Rational Male, Volume 4, Chapter 10 and 11 he basically offers a little prophecy of the future that beta male sex will soon be considered rape. I thought that was just as crazy as him talking about how open hypergamy is turning into open cuckoldry. And he made that distinction back in 2011 or even sooner than that. What a future we have going for us, guys. It's going to be really bad. Especially like when you're going to be going to jail for crimes you didn't commit. Don't believe me? Mark my words, it's coming. Welcome to the Feminine Primary Social Order. She goes on. My mom is getting better from her surgery and I finally got off birth control. Awesome. Good. I, I don't think birth control is healthy for women. Uh, ultimately, it can lead to uh, breast cancer. And most cancer, or at least breast cancer, uh, is caused by uh, high aromatase. And aromatase is a hormone released by you having a woman having a lot of fat cells. That's just one uh, causal factor of breast cancer, etc. So like lose fat, so you reduce your risk of uh, breast cancer, etc. Um, so be careful in that. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's good that uh, they're off birth control. Um, there's a lot of methods that could be utilized. If you want to learn uh, from the uh, women's group, uh, CSJ women's group about proper birth control management, I highly recommend uh, having a conversation uh, with Karen, uh, one of our women's group leaders, and she can uh, teach you uh, about that. Um, it also comes from uh, the book, The Fifth Vital Sign, which I also highly recommend for the women in the women's group uh, to, uh, to read. So, um, Okay, I'm feeling in a way better place. It feels like night and day. Uh, I want to put myself out there. Sure, but like, I don't know how that's going to help when I've been told numerous times I'm actually extremely hard to get to know. Okay, so anyway, 
She continues, do other types struggle on letting their guard down? Now she actually makes her question. Can you guys give me tips on why I shouldn't have these ridiculously high standards and how I can learn to see a person who they are and not just what I can get out of that person? Okay, yeah, sure, but Felicia, that's not actually what's happening. You're not asking the right question. That's my problem. You're not actually asking the right question. You need to ask, can you give me tips on how I can be more open? Can you give me tips on how I can be more trusting and less paranoid? Can you give me tips on how I can not assume men are toxic in my life? Can you give me tips on how I can be a lot, it's a, to make it a lot easier to get to know me? That, that's the actual question that she should be asking. Why not, right? So, you know, I, I do what I do. And I answer the question, naturally. I answer the question. Quote, I lead with being open and honest from the get-go when it comes to INJ women. And I see if the INJ can uh, handle the lack of fake. You know, I'm, I'm so honest and I'm so edgy. Most INJ women just can't even handle it because they themselves are trying to be fake. I remember when I, uh, when I got with this INFJ woman and literally on the first day, she started freaking out, having insane anxiety, literally having a panic attack in front of me, chanting the, turn, the, the words or the phrase over and over again, chanting, I don't want to mess this up. 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 It's really annoying. And that makes me feel like an object. You see what I'm saying? It really makes me feel like an object in there. It also is... When, when an INJ woman does that, she is, in effect, shitting all over my SI inferior. Literally taking a shit on my SI inferior. It's dumb. It's really bad. And I'll explain why in a few minutes. So the INJ woman usually can't, and I just move on. I move on from them. INTJs, for example, like to put people on trial mode before they even begin to open up, which is actually Felicia's problem here. This is the question that she should have asked, so I'm going to answer like the actual question, right? Uh, but if they don't open up, even though I am being open with them, that proves to me that they don't trust me. This is a deal breaker for me, and I move on. I have an entire Confessions of an ENTP episode dedicated to trust and why trusting your ENTP is important. Because if you don't trust your ENTP, you're going to treat them differently, and if I'm going to do the time, I may as well do the crime. So if you're going to accuse me or treat me as if I'm cheating on you, guess what? I'm going to cheat on you. Justice is served. If I'm going to do the time, I may as well do the crime. That's the reality of the situation. You INJs need to wake up to that. So that's why it's a deal breaker. It's a deal breaker. It's also a deal breaker because... They're just crapping all over my SI inferior, and I am sharing my attention. Do you know how hard it is for an SI inferior to share their attention? For some reason, INJ women just assume that SI inferior men give their attention to everyone. No, that's not how it works. The attention of an SI inferior is so insanely special and so insanely guarded, they don't just give it to anybody. So the fact that they have attention means something. 
means something to me. But if they're going to treat me this way, it means it means that my attention is not doesn't actually mean anything to them. So yeah, deal breaker. I'm moving on. You just crapped all over my inferior, and I'm going to abandon you as a result of that and give your SE inferior what it deserves and also what it's afraid of, rejection. That's right. I move on, continue on. I get INTJs are just trying to protect themselves from getting attached because once an INTJ gets attached, they can never let go. Never. They'll never let go for their entire lives. The impact of their SI demon is literally permanent. This is why, especially INJ women, I highly recommend that they remain virgins for as long as possible and keep that body count low as long as possible because they will never be able to shake any of those sexual memories with those men ever their entire life. And I'm not saying that other types can't do that either. But the thing is, is that because of SI Demon, those relationships will haunt them for the rest of their lives, unlike any of the other 16 types. It will haunt them. And any other type that happens to have an INJ, even in their subconscious, also suffers from that problem. Guess what? SE heroes. SE heroes have that problem too. SI nemesis and SI demon are just way too sensitive. Way too sensitive to that. And as much as they try to erase the totems of those past sexual relationships in their lives, meaningful or meaningless or not, they can't escape them. Hard as they try. So... INTJs are just trying to protect themselves from getting attached, but in reality, that is just often their lackluster ego investments getting in the way, or their FI child superiority complex, or their TI child uh, uh, god complex, who knows. Especially when feminism or the feminine primary social order within this society enables those fake ego investments the most. And I'm talking about fake ego investments because we literally live in Disney princess culture, where every little girl feels like a Disney princess growing up and then they expect to be treated that way then by themselves and by people in their family, by men, by the business that they work for, for the rest of their life. Because Disney or our Disney culture has enabled female innate entitlement, female solipsism, where they put self above tribe and have to spend their entire lives learning how to be more feminine. This is especially difficult for INTJ women because of how masculine INTJ women are. And INTJ women are, in effect, enabled the most by this feminist society. Go to school, go get a job, get a career, be a career woman, spend all their fertile years on their career, and then all of a sudden they don't even have a future anymore, and then they're the most likely, INJ women are the most likely to become dog moms in their 30s and 40s, and they'll be childless and husbandless and familyless, all because they didn't have their priorities straight. Wow, what a great life. There are studies out there that show, recent studies that show that women are at the highest levels of being alone and it's getting worse than they ever has in the history of mankind. Women are going to grow up alone because they spend all their fertile years on their career this is literally the worst part of feminism and how feminism doesn't benefit women. This is a huge problem. You might want to check that out. I'm not saying women shouldn't have a career. I'm saying they should have a baby first and utilize their fertility properly. And then post-fertility, they can have a career. You know, when their children have grown up. And my INTJ son also wants to be on the show right now. Good times. He likes to uh, scream. Uh, it's his favorite thing. 
So what are some examples? So I go on. Examples of these ego investments are an INTJ woman's list of requirements for a man to meet, like how tall he is, how much money he makes. And given how career focused an INTJ woman is, she'll probably be making $300,000 a year as one of the best engineers at YouTube. I, I know a woman like that who is an INTJ and she keeps struggling uh, in her dating life because there is, she can't get with a man who makes more money than her, for example. Wow, that must suck. You know, and they have their little little TE parent list of requirements and their TE requirements are based on all the surveys that they ask people in Facebook groups or on Discord or on Reddit or in the uh, INTJ women's forum or the INTJ forums or whatever, asking all these questions, asking all these people, all these other things. And then all of a sudden their ego investments are based on the bullshit, based on the bullshit fed to them by their female competition. So they end up believing the competition, even though the competition is selling them on ideas that would actually sabotage their own ability to get with a high value man. And their TE parent just, you know, drinks that Kool-Aid like a moron. Ooh, that's effective, right? That's really effective. Example of these ego investments are any INTJ's list of requirements for a man to meet. Many items on that list are false to begin with, and as a result of their societal conditioning or listening to their competition. This makes it hard for an INTJ woman to be honest and more likely to put on a show or performance, but it's not actually them. I have to, I have had to explain to INTJ women after INTJ woman in my life that I do not want a perfect woman. And they're always trying to put on a show, always trying to perform for me, always trying to look perfect you know, with their airbrush photos, because they always do it. Every INJ I know out there, they got to airbrush their photos every time. It's so annoying, you know. And, uh, like, what I, what I actually want, which is the same thing that all ENTP men want, we want a real woman who is real with us, since we are being real with her, obviously. And she is on the journey to be a better woman, in our life, that's what we actually want. We don't want perfect because perfect is worthless. A perfect diamond isn't worth anything, but a flawed diamond is everything. A person's scars makes them beautiful to us. That's Effie Child, obviously. Okay, I said this a million times on this channel, and it's so ridiculous to me. But you know how it is. INTJs only watch videos that are relevant to them and won't bother watching all of the videos so they could actually have mastery on the subject. They only want to, you know, you know, cut corners and take shortcuts and only watch the videos relevant to them because they don't actually care about, you know, mastering the subject. They just want to be the jack of all trades and just kind of get by because hashtag shortcut in my life. Might I suggest you actually take the time to watch how to master your SI demon, INTJ women, INFJ women out there? so that you stop failing in this area. Wow. He's like, yeah. Yeah, you wanna be on the show, little man? <laughs> Are you performing for everybody? Cause I'm performing too? Yeah, I'm shouting, huh? So you wanna shout too? You just don't know how to shout yet. You're just screaming. Good times. <laughs> so uh, let's, let's move on. Um, I grow tired of INTJ is telling me how untrustworthy I am. Okay, like, look, when it comes to sexual relationships, an ENTP is going to lead with their sincerity vice. But then because we look untrustworthy or we look insincere, 
or because people, because these INJ women listen to dumb people, listen to their competition in their life, assume that we're untrustworthy, or because of other toxic people they've experienced in their life and the pain of their SI demon, they're projecting it onto us and treating us as if we're untrustworthy. No wonder we're going to abandon them. That is why I abandoned Andy, for example, and I don't regret doing so. She can never come back in my life. She's 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 not a good person. She's not a good person. So I uh, so however, it's just them projecting their fears onto me. They're just you know it's just fear of rejection. They're and and then they're trying to reject me before I can reject them, as if I am going to reject them. Idiots. That's not how it works. Think about it. Think about it. Like. Um, Actually, um, before I um, make that point, think about it. Think about the value of SI inferior attention. Hold that thought. What is the value of SI inferior attention when it comes to from an ENTP man to an INJ woman? What is the value of SI inferior attention? Answer that question. So in reality, it's the INJ women who are being fake from the start and they have the audacity to tell me that I'm being insincere. And I'm not the one airbrushing photos. Hypocrites. And I'm not the, you know, like, they think that scores points with me. Reminds me of Andy, my ex of one date. And I cut her out of my life because, for example, she refused to give me a photo of herself for when she was fresh out of bed with zero makeup on. Because she's fake. Get out of my life. No room for fake bitches. So yeah, I bet you do struggle at the end of the day because it's your choice to fear the rejection of an ENTP man. You're making the choice, INJ women, and you have absolutely no basis to be afraid of our rejection. You have no basis. Let me tell you why. Why? Because here's the truth. Men reject women more than women reject men. That's a fact. Think about it. You just don't know it. Our rejection is internal. A woman's rejection is external. It's external because a man's going to come up to her and approach to her because he's being masculine and whatnot. And in general, men approach women, and she's going to externally say no. That's an external rejection. But men have an internal rejection that you can't see. If I'm walking in the grocery store and, you know, I want to get a date, I'm not going to talk to the fat, ugly bitch. I'm not even going to give her any attention at all. But to the one who has a fine ass and a nice smile and really long hair, I'm going to give her the time of day. Okay? SI inferior attention. That's why it's important. Okay? For example, INJ women need to understand that if they already have my attention then they won't be rejected. Something SE hero women need to understand as well, but, you know, SE heroes and SE inferiors need to get this. They need to understand. So, men reject women more than women. We see an ugly woman and give her zero attention. We see a beautiful woman, and even the simple act of saying hello or holding the door open for them proves that we as ENTPs with SI inferior, and this applies to ENFPs as well, that our SI inferiors, it proves that the SI inferior, because we're bothering to give her attention, 
we are, in effect, captivated by her in some capacity. So how is it even possible that the INJ woman would be rejected when we already have accepted her by bothering to give her attention in the first place? Do you not even understand? Don't you get it? You don't know how valuable our SI inferior attention is to begin with. What business do you have being afraid of us rejecting you when you already have our attention to begin with? Are you so entitled? Do you still have this echo chamber in your head where you're trying to get on the same page so that you could be enabled because you're enabling yourself and not challenging yourself? Are you so blind? Are you so arrogant that you can't see past your own nose as to realize that you already have our attention? Oh, that's right. You think yourself so smart, you little T.I. children God complex. You think yourself so great, you little F.I. child God complex. You think yourself so valuable that you get attention from all men and you treat the attention from all men in general the same. That is where you're failing. That's where you're failing. ENTP men, especially mature, well-developed ENTP men in their 30s, are becoming sigma males. Their attention is far more valuable than other men out there, obviously. And if they're giving you attention, you better value it above everybody else's attention because they don't give their attention to just anybody. Maybe you should feel flattered by that instead of just treating them like all the other men on the street, assuming that their attention is worth the same as all the other men you meet. No, that's just you being ignorant and arrogant in your FI child superiority complex or your TI child God complex because you can't see past your own nose. That's you failing. That's not men being toxic. That's you being toxic. You don't even know it because you're ignorant. Wake up, INJ women. Wake up. Seriously, pay attention. How is it even possible that the INJ woman would be rejected when we have already accepted her by bothering to give her attention in the first place? Attention from an SI inferior is the surest sign as to whether or not you have already won acceptance in his heart and therefore you don't have to concern yourself with rejection. God damn it, I wish my own wife understood this concept. It's something that she has struggled even from day one. SC heroes have the same problem. So if you're an ESTP or an ESFP woman, guess what? This applies to you as well. Because you have INJ subconscious, which means your SE hero can all of a sudden become insecure and afraid of rejection at any moment. But when it comes to the SI inferiors in your life, you're not aware of how valuable their attention actually is. Preach it, son. Preach it. <laughs> so, even your deepest, darkest secrets aren't enough to cause SI Inferior to withdraw their attention. SI Inferior, as I just proved in the last live stream that I did this evening, you know, typing Tyler Durden, which is a nice analysis on how SI Inferior works and how it interacts with Expert Sensing Demon, it is the function of strength. There's no stronger function, no higher endurance, no fortitude than SI Inferior turning into SI Aspirational. 
There's nothing better than that, okay? So if that SI inferior is already bothering to give you attention, it's because it's already accepted all of you, including your flaws. And something you got to understand, INJ girls, is that your flaws is what sets you apart from other women. And it's actually your flaws that make you beautiful to the ENP men. Not your perfections. We don't care as much, especially ENTPs. We really don't care. The ENFP, because they are idealists, they kind of care a little bit more. But at the end of the day, as they get more real with their ESTP superego, the reality is they're not going to care in the end. Because you are your scars. Your scars are just as much important as the flaw inside of a diamond because the diamond is real and your scars are your flaw and the flaw makes you real. We don't want a perfect woman. We want a real woman, a real woman who is honest and behaves honestly and actually lives instead of trying to be fake, being fake and putting on a show, putting on a performance, trying to be perfect and look perfect and all that. Try to look better than the other girls. Uh-uh. That's just arrogance. That's you treating our attention like everybody else. If we're giving you attention, we've already chosen you. It's over. Congratulations. You played yourself. You don't even realize it. Okay? It's only if you're being, like, you know, abusive. Or if you're deciding to, like, not trust us. Then we're going to withdraw. Because you did something wrong. Or because you're assuming things about us. Judging us. Pre-judging us. Because you're prejudiced. Prejudiced with your own socialized conditioning. You don't even bother to ask questions to understand. I have banned INJ women from my Facebook group. Like Shelly Bondwick, she's an INFJ. I banned her because she was judging me based on assumptions without even bothering to ask me questions. You see? And I rejected her because she was abusive and a toxic person. So INJ girls watching this, like, don't be like her. Learn from her mistakes. Get a higher level of understanding. The reason why, the reason why people tell you that you're extremely hard to get to know, it's because you're being fake. It's because you're putting on a facade. It's because you're just performing. You can't get to know a performance because there's nothing, the performance isn't real. Get to know the real person. You have to be willing to expose yourself to the ENP man and do it right away. If you're not willing to do that, you're being emasculating. You're being masculine. You're not being feminine. To be feminine is to be open. That's why your legs open. Being feminine is being open. And if you're not open to him, you're emasculating. You're not. You're a masculine woman. And that is not a woman any ENTP man worth his salt is remotely interested in. Please check yourself. Hashtag mic drop.
So, okay, like I can see the audience are saying some things. Let's not be uh, shitting on Felicia because unlike the rest of you INJ women who are actually watching this, at least she had the gust to post this, okay? And this is her taking a big risk, all right? Like show some respect. Seriously, folks, at least she's trying to learn. The rest of you are just living in your own echo chambers within your own heads and succumbing to your own ego investments. Like, I don't want to hear it. Like, come on, show some respect. Like, she's actually trying to improve, okay? Which is more than I could say for a lot of you watching this or those that will watch this video tomorrow because, you know, got to have my ego enabled, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, real gun sick right now. Family's sick. So yeah. <sighs> Dougo asks a, a relevant question. Uh, to what extent would you say this lecture applies to INJ men towards ENP women? Do INJ men to hide their flaws to be masculine? Uh Kind of, yes, because W. Anton says in his book, The Manual, and W. Anton is an SE hero, he says that all, in effect, all SE users need to get to a point where they can accept themselves, the good and the bad, the flaws, the perfections, all of it, and truly accept themselves no matter what the consequences are, and only through doing so, then you become an actual real person. Because a real person is actually what people want. If someone wants you to be fake, it's because they're a fake person and you're literally just built your house in the sand instead of the rock. It is a house of cards. You don't want to have your relationship built on a house of cards, especially when masculine women like Felicia or INTJs, ESTPs, ISTPs, ENTJ women, especially those four types, masculine women waste their fertile years of their 20s from 18 to 28, which is their most fertile years, they waste it on a stupid ass career that doesn't mean anything, that serves to do nothing more than satisfy their ego. And their sexuality is also there to do nothing more than satisfy their ego. And it's funny because we have Felicia here talking about, you know, I pick up on some things saying that we aren't on the same page and she treats that as a red flag when it's actually the opposite of a red flag. She should be happy that they're not on the same page because that's what a real relationship is actually based on. That's the best relationship. Uh, I wouldn't feel too bad about what they're saying in the chat because they're just trying to kiss ass. I'm just I will throw this quarter at you. <laughs> and apparently uh, someone's getting some little rice thingies. All right. <laughs> My INTJ son is like locked in on food right now. Ooh, food. Okay, aren't ENFPs fake? Yeah, they can be fake. Yeah, yeah, they they are. You just got look. You got the reality is that y'all got to be committed to being real. If you're not able to be real, then don't even bother. Like like especially like in my life, if you're not real, you can't be in my life. If I see you're fake. I'm just not even going to tell you that I've moved on. I'm just going to ignore you and withdraw my intention entirely. And like the highest value men out there, they, they only care about real. They've been around. They know what all the hoes are like and the hoes they fake. 
real women, they ain't fake. You know, it's one of the reasons why the prophet Hosea went after his whore of a, a wife, the greatest whore in all of Israel, for example. And then he married her because he loved her. And then she didn't believe him and she got super paranoid. So she left him and went back to whoring again. And he had to save up a year's wages to buy her back to prove to her that he actually loved her. And he didn't have to do that. He could have left her there. So, like, understand, you know, thank God for masculine idealism because at least, you know, the low value woman has hope because of masculine idealism. Just like as exemplified to the prophet Hosea. Pay attention, folks. Of course, ENTP is going to be fake. It's all about wearing masks and being insincere. But sometimes we're forced to wear masks because we're around all these fake people who won't accept us for who we are. The reality situation is a truly mature ENTP doesn't care if people accept us. And we don't care if people think less of us. We're just going to be who we are regardless of the consequences. That's what I do. I say whatever I say. Here on YouTube, social media, I don't give a damn. I'm going to tell the truth, whether y'all like it or not. And I don't care what the consequences are. I'll let the chips fall where they may, just as Tyler Durden said, who also is an ENTP. Metaphysical Alicorn, I will not engage in a written debate with you because I find you too ignorant and it would be a complete waste of time. So, no. No, I will not. If you want to have a debate with me, how about you read 75 books on the subject and then we'll have a conversation. You can start at csjoseph.life forward slash reading. Then I'll consider having a conversation with you. So yeah, uh, Gustavo says, I would like to contribute to your channel because I really appreciate work. But things aren't going financially well here in Brazil. And don't worry about it, Gustavo. It happens. Um, yes, and any type can be fake. Thank you, Alex, for saying that. Yeah, Authenticity is what it's all about. Um, also, uh, yeah, if you guys haven't seen it yet, Hypocrisy of the uh, ESFJ uh, just released for the members. Seriously, check that out. I share a very painful anecdote from my life, and if you guys want to get to know me better, I recommend uh, watching it. I shared my greatest shame in that uh, lecture. Uh, ENTJs can be similar to INTJs. Um, oh, look at that. Metaphysical Alicorn downvoted because he got butt hurt. Oh. Sounds like a hymn problem. Sounds like a hymn problem. That's right. Gotta love that. All right. Anyway. Thank you all for watching. Uh, it's the end of the episode. I hope you enjoyed it and hope it helps you all in your life, especially the INJ women. I hope you take this advice and actually learn from your mistakes so that you can become better people, better lovers. Uh, so with that being said, folks, um, I'll see you guys probably tomorrow night. Later.